0: The bottom line in business. Voice America Business.
1: Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman.
2: Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is your host Jordan Goodman, and my guest this hour is Curtis Arnold, uh, who is the president of CardRatings.com. Welcome to the show, Curtis. Hey Jordan, thanks for having me.
3: My privilege.
2: This is going to be a fascinating hour because we're going to go into the whole process of uh, picking uh, the best credit card uh, for you and some of the tricks and traps that the credit card companies try to lay all the time, and particularly in the in the current environment, uh, how credit has tightened up dramatically. There will be a lot of interesting news for people and how to get the best deals on credit cards. Let's just start a little bit overall, Curtis, with uh, your background and kind of how you got to uh, being the, the kind of king of, of uh, credit card information.
3: Well, thanks, Jordan. Um, uh, King, I don't know, but uh, maybe Prince. But uh, I'm definitely considered a national expert, but but not the only one. Try to be humble. I think you had Scott Bilker on uh, a few months ago. He's he's pretty right. well versed as well. But our uh, company uh, legal business name is U.S. Citizens for U.S. Citizens for Fair Credit Card Terms. I founded uh, the organization in '98. Originally thought about uh, actually pursuing nonprofit status. Um, I struggled with credit card debt during college, uh, Jordan. In fact, coming out of graduate school, I had amassed about $45,000 in credit card debt. And um, I just uh, shook my head and I thought, how in God's name did this happen? Well, long story, but it happened very gradually. And as I grappled with that debt, the reality of it, Uh, The fact that my first uh, entry-level management job in the real world coming out of graduate school was uh, I was paid in the mid-20s as a starting salary, about $25,000. And somehow, by the grace of God, I was able to make minimum payments. But at this point, when I had that much debt, I had several cards, and the minimum payments on each were usually anywhere from $200 to $250. And so I was barely keeping my head above water. And um, I really, at that point, reality really sunk in for me. And I realized that I had gotten myself in a huge mess and uh, came crawling back to my parents um, in Arkansas and uh, didn't actually, was on my knees in a figurative sense, but didn't really ask them to bail me out. But they. Ended up throwing me a life preserver in the form of a uh, house that they let me stay in rent free, and they also helped me get a home equity loan, um, which is uh, I've learned since is, is kind of controversial, and, and that's not as easy to do today as it was uh, many years ago with the tightening that you mentioned the credit markets. So, but, how did that uh, lead you to, to forming this company then? Yes, well, the um, I was leading to that, and that is um, as I grappled and paid down this debt, educated myself about credit cards, credit card offers, how they work, little tips you can do, uh, tricks and techniques to pay down your debt yourself. I did it all my on my own, uh, Jordan, and I don't bash uh, consumers that get outside help from third party companies. Uh, you know, some of those are legitimate, and they can they provide good services. But for me, I was able to do take the self-help approach and uh, take care of my debt myself. It took me a it took me a few years, but as I did that, I really learned about credit credit cards, and, and really much after the fact about teaser rates, these introductory offers that we all get in the mails. Uh, still today, we get barraged with. I took advantage of several different things to pay down my debt. In addition to that home equity loan, um, and so as I paid down the debt, I had an idea, and that was just to throw up a simple web page on AOL. Uh, the internet was kind of up and coming thing, and so I, I threw up a simple web page telling about my experiences, telling about which offers I had taken advantage of uh, to help pay down my debt. What tips, techniques I'd used, and I submitted it to Yahoo. It got picked up. This is before Google, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there is life before Google, believe it or not, or there was yeah. life. But um, I got some visitors to the uh, simple page, and uh, they started emailing me saying, "Hey, this is encouraging. Here's my story." So at that point, it was kind of therapeutic, uh, to be honest, and I it was uh, really good for me. I felt like I was helping others, and I was getting some encouragement. From others, and so it just ballooned from there. And I, like I said, I originally planned on starting a nonprofit uh, foundation, but uh, for long, various reasons, ended up um, pursuing a, a for-profit status for the organization. And I was just doing it on the side. I was in banking at the time. I left my banking job uh, back in '01 and uh, went started doing this full time. And it is just uh, just blows me away. Uh, the progress and the uh, how highly regarded our organization is, our website. Uh, you can get there at creditcardperks.com. And, just tell uh, me
2: briefly some of the things that people can find
3: at uh, creditcardperks.com. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, there's just a ton of information. Um, I'll tell you, uh, we've got... <laughs> So many thousands of pages on on credit, specifically credit cards, but I'll tell you my favorite sections uh, in the interest of brevity. Uh, The consumer review section, our site, Jordan, is is very unique in that it is uh, consumer-empowered and Mm -hmm. consumer-driven. The web is all going now to Web 2.0. That's the big buzzword. What that means is basically like MySpace uh, user-generated content. And our website has been that uh, way before MySpace was even thought of. We have a consumer review section where folks can get on and I would encourage all your listeners to do this because it helps other consumers. And that is um, write a review about your current credit card or cards or cards that you've had in the past. It doesn't have to be a lengthy review. Just a simple rating and review of that card about, you know, how, what you feel about that card. And we allow consumers to rate uh, various aspects of that card, like the customer service, you know, the benefits of that card. And what we do, we have about 20,000 of these reviews now, they go back several years, and we have new reviews obviously added every day. We take these, uh, put it in our database, and it spits out the program and, and assigns a cumulative review for each card that is reviewed, and so that's on a five-point scale. So if you want to see, you know, which cards, and, and we break this down into categories, make it very user-friendly. If you're looking for a cash-back card, looking for a low rate, a low introductory rate card, so you can, you can screen by the ones that get the highest and lowest scores. Well. Exactly. So, and these, in my opinion, Jordan, the most objective rating and review of a card. Is from a consumer that's actually used that card. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me, and so that's uh, we're very proud of that section. On a related note, we have a forum, very active forum, has about eighty-five thousand posts on uh, primarily credit-related issues, credit cards, but we've also include you know general personal finance uh, posts as well. And it goes back several years, and we've got, my gosh, I mean, almost everyone's volunteers. But it's just a really neat community uh, where, you know, if one of your listeners has any question credit-related, they can get on and and post. And and it's very, very helpful. Um, We've got members that have been there for years that have thousands of posts. And sometimes I I sit there and scratch my head, Jordan, and think, my gosh, do these people not have a life, but they are just (laughs) so, so devoted to mm-hmm. helping other consumers. Mm-hmm. And it just amazes me, the community, because they've been helped. And yeah. so they'll turn around and want to help others. And, you know, you, you need credit repair. Your credit's tarnished. Uh, you know, don't go to one of these credit repair scam outfits. Get on our forum because you can do it yourself. You can do it, and you're, you're not, you know, thrown out to the sharks. You can get advice from folks that have been there, that have, have, have done objective, We're objective.
2: We're not trying to sell something either,
3: right? Exactly. Yeah, we're yeah. not trying to sell
2: credit repair And then you have calculators on your site as well? What are some of the credit calculators?
3: Calculators, uh, several on there. If you're looking to pay down your credit card debt, you know, very helpful, these online calculators. And and we have a partnership with with, uh, Bankrate, who's, you know, their premier provider of personal finance services. And so... We're able to offer some really top-notch calculators um, as well, which are, are really helpful, particularly if you're, like I said, you're trying to pay down debt or considering a, a debt consolidation loan with your credit cards. It's really cool what you can do with these calculators, and I, I just very helpful uh, in figuring finance charges and the best route to take. Um, and then we've got our you know own articles that we produce. We have some great uh, professional writers that, that write. In fact I just we just posted and published an article today on Discover Car. They do a new consumer, they're doing a new consumer survey where they go out and survey 15,000 consumers a month. We're talking about that survey, but we're always adding new articles those go out to Google News. Uh, those go out on blogs and, and various partnerships we have. So we take a lot of pride in, in our articles as well. And then we do our own reviews, Jordan, or you know more of a professional staff review, if you will. We've got hundreds of those, and and really, I've, I've never found any source offline or online that offer more detailed reviews and comparisons than we do, and so we take take a lot of pride in, in updating those frequently. As you might well imagine, it is quite a chore to keep things updated because the uh, credit card industry likes to change their terms and conditions fairly frequently, Jordan. I know that's probably a surprise to you.
2: No, hardly. <laughs> How many total credit cards are there? at creditcardperks.com. How many uh, are you tracking totally, do you think?
3: Well, it, it's really hard to keep uh, tabs on, but uh, we're, we bill ourselves as the most comprehensive source for comparing card offers. I would say uh, around a 1,000 unique offers um, mm-hmm. and probably more than that. Again, we've got so many different facets of the website um, that it's kind of hard to, t- to tabulate that and keep a running total on it. But, um it's, it's very exhaustive. Now, do we have every single credit card offer that's available to uh, mankind? No. But, I, like I said, I've never found a source, library of Congress anywhere, that offered. In fact, we do, Jordan, the uh, official credit card survey for the New York State Banking Department. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe you're based up in New York. If I'm not. Right. But, yeah, we do and have done for quite a long time. So uh, and that, we update that quarterly. So that's part of what we do. And they turn to us because, uh, you know, they say, well, hey, you're doing a more exhaustive job than we could do. And so uh, they, they contract that with us, and we're, we're proud of that association. So it's, you know, you get a credit card offer in the mail like we all do. You think, hey, is this the bottom line? Is this a good offer? Is this a, a come-on offer? Or what are the strings? What's the fine print? Who has time to read through all that fine print? Um, and, and really get out the magnifying glass. We do all that work for you. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of our website.
2: Are the credit card companies in general, uh, you know, like you, or, or they cooperate with you, or they antagonistic? What is your general relationship with the credit card companies?
3: Well, it's a great question, and I'm proud to say um, that uh, we have not gotten much, if any, criticism from the card industry because what we're about, and that, that's kind of surprising. But what we're about is providing consumers with information, and, and the beauty of the web is that um, you now can comparison shop. It uh, lends leads itself naturally, the web to comparison shopping, and now you can go on. And we were kind of the forerunners in this when we started in '98. There was like two or three other sites that have any had any other type of credit card information, or were devoted specifically to credit cards. And now there's there's hundreds because everyone's trying to mimic our model. Yeah. But um, the beauty of it is is that we're, we're creating more informed consumers. And I, I have been convinced from day one that a more con- informed consumer is a more productive consumer and ultimately a better consumer in terms of uh, being a better cardholder. So okay, I we think have think to go to break actually, Curtis. Very good. All right, well, uh, this is Jordan Goodman again speaking
2: with Curtis Arnold of CreditCardPerks.com. Uh, we'll be back after this.
0: The Internet's only all business and financial radio network, Voice America Business.
4: You hear business show after business show, all geared towards improving a company's bottom line. But what about your bottom line? How come no one ever talks about that? Finally, a show dedicated to the worker, The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, The Work Wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. The Crow Show is aimed specifically at the worker and their environment. From work skills and technology to dealing with bosses and coworkers, The Crow Show will give you insight on how to survive and prosper in today's workplace. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, The Work Wonk, heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business.
1: Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. both their products and services are invited to become members of the money answers network the public can sign up for membership in the money answers network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources to learn more visit www.moneyanswers.com get ahead with money answers
0: the internet's only all business and financial radio network voice america business
1: You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome
2: back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Curtis Arnold, uh, who is the president of uh, CardRatings.com, which is a website all about getting the best deals on uh, credit cards. Uh, which you can go to at creditcardperks.com. Uh, welcome back to the show, Curtis. Hey, thanks for being back, Jordan. Let's talk about the environment uh, a little bit. Uh, people talk about a credit crunch. Uh, you're having a huge amount of mortgage delinquencies and foreclosures. Uh, how is that whole uh, contraction of the mortgage industry uh, affecting uh, the credit card industry so far, and what do you anticipate
3: happening there? Yeah, good question. Obviously, very timely. And, you know, um, we don't hear a lot about uh, how these mortgage woes and the debacle is affecting the credit card industry, although recently the media has taken a, a keen interest in the topic. And I've done, uh, I can't tell you how many interviews in the last couple of weeks, because we are starting to see um, a fallout from the subprime mortgage uh, debacle. And you can't tie all of it to the you know the subprime mortgage industry, but I think you can tie a part of it. We also, Moody's came out last week and said uh, credit card uh, delinquencies were up 30% year over year, meaning from, you know, 06 to 07, uh, credit card delinquency rates were up 30%. I think, Jordan, that that's quite substantial. Yes. And um, so we are seeing, we know for a fact, we're seeing higher default rates in the card industry as well. We know that some issuers are putting aside more cash reserves, anticipation of more uh, cardholders being behind on their credit cards and defaulting. So they're anticipating it as well. And so we're already seeing it, and I think there'll be more of it going forward. Now, the key question for your listeners is, is what is the credit card companies or what are they doing to hedge against this risk? And and, uh, can I expect changes in my uh, credit card terms and conditions? And my answer is, Yes, you can. If you haven't already seen some changes, you can expect some going forward. The changes, in fact, there have already been changes uh, being made to credit card accounts, Jordan. Mm -hmm. We're seeing, and again, we do this survey for the New York State Banking Department, do our own survey. We've noticed just in the last few weeks that uh, introductory rates uh, have been decreasing the length of time uh, frame for introductory periods has been decreasing. So we're not seeing as many of the t- typical 12 month offers that you, you know, you usually get in the mail mm-hmm. at 0%. Uh, we're seeing more of the 9 month to 6 month. Even, uh, we noticed a, a few Chase cards last week. Again, this is not across the board in most instances, it, you know, because Chase has typically hundreds of cards. But we noticed a few of the Chase cards were now advertising 0 to 6 months for introductory rates. What I found funny about that is, you know, if you're obviously uh, if your credit's marginal or, you know, average or however they define average credit, who knows? You may not even get. You may get a zero month introductory rate, which means <laughs> not much of a rate. <laughs> You're not going to get an introductory rate at all. Uh-huh. So they're covering themselves. Look for those phrases um, up to those notorious phrases as low as, mm-hmm. and then when you see those, and that we try to disclose those on, on creditcardperks.com. But when you see those. Then get out the magnifying glass and and take a look at that Schumer box named after Senator Charles Schumer Mm -hmm. um, because that's supposed to allow you as a consumer to do an apples-to-apples comparison. And these type of things, you know, it should tell you if you see up to six months, that should be a red flag. Go to the terms and conditions, look under introductory rates, and it will spell that out, you know, what exactly do they mean by that. Mm-hmm. So, we're also seeing less of the 0% rates on a related note and more of the you know, 1.9, 2.9, 3.9, even up to, believe it or not, 5.9, 6.9% for introductory of, rate offers.
2: A lot of consumers wonder why the, the banks offer those 0% or 1.9, these very, very low rates, when, when their cost of funds is clearly going to be
3: higher than that. Right. Now, how can they make uh, money on offering such lo- such low rates? Well, that's a good question, uh, and the answer is they can't, um, and at least on paper. But what they're counting on you doing as a consumer, and I'm working on my first book with uh, Pearson Prentice Hall, and we're going to talk about these kind of things, they're counting on you making a late payment <clears throat> where they can jack your rate up to, you know, these default rates or penalty rates. If you're late one time with some of these cards, you know, they can jack your rate up to 32 plus percent. So that what happens quite quick, frequently, you're saying. Yeah, they're counting on you doing that. And statistically, most consumers are going to end up either getting an over-limit fee, a late fee, which can trigger, like I said, one instance of that can trigger a default rate, and suddenly you, your 0% rate skyrockets to as high as 32% rate. Mm-hmm. You know? But if you're savvy about it, which is the kind of consumers that we're trying to uh, help educate and, and help, uh, you know, they're, they're, and increasingly there is a movement toward... Uh, savvy credit card usage. We've noticed, you know, just in the last several years that we've been doing it, consumers are getting savvier. But anyway, so what we're saying is you take advantage of these offers, but be very diligent, be very savvy about them, don't pay any fees, set up online uh, automatic payments, you know, where you don't have to worry about mailing that check in. What
2: are some of the tricks, tricks that the banks are playing uh, to make it easy for you to pay late and, and you know go to those default rates and kind of not, not keep your zero percent or very low interest rate anymore.
3: Well, you, again, um, you know we noticed uh, Bank of America recently, and I don't mind naming names, Jordan. Uh, yep, yeah, But uh, they um, they made some some subtle changes. Again, what I was talking about earlier, and in fact, one of the changes um, was favorable on this card. I think they. Uh, They lowered the ongoing interest rate. But what they did on the flip side at the same time was they changed what things can trigger a default rate. And so as a consumer, you need to know not just what the default rate is or the penalty APR, but you need to know what things trigger that default rate. In other words, what things can I do that could result in my rate being jacked up to as high as 32%? That's, in my estimation, and a lot of consumers aren't aware of that, just as an important, if not more important, of a question. So
2: that, what, what are some of those triggers that they've put in? in, in well, like by
3: going back to this Bank of America offer, we noticed um, previously they said you had to be late twice, two times, during a 12-month pe- billing period or during 12 months. Uh, and they changed the terms to read that if you're late once during a 12-month period or you're over your limit one time, then that alone is enough to trigger default rate. And they went so far as to say this, and I found this to be disturbing. They're talking more about making a late payment. They said if your payment does not post by 5 p.m., I believe, Eastern Standard Time, then it's considered late, even if it's, you know, post that same day that it's due. It's after 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So these kind of things, Jordan, you've got to really watch for. And this is what, and we're the only ones that are tracking this kind of information. I mean, this is very much you know, get out the huge microscope and, and dig through these terms. I mean, a lot of people would never read these things or yeah, know about until they get confused about this kind of stuff. And so, what we're what we're trying to advise and teach consumers is to look out for those default triggers. Know what you know what kind of uh, things are going to trigger that uh, sky high default rate, and, and then you can avoid them hopefully by by being aware of, of what triggers them.
2: One other trick I've been seeing the banks offering, uh, trying to get people, is they put the due dates on weekends and holidays. Uh, yeah. and I see that quite frequently, and it's hard to get a payment in on a Sunday morning. <laughs> so,
3: if Yeah, you got to do that. Um, obviously, uh, some of these issuers do allow you to choose your payment date these days, and, and so uh, if that's an issue to you, uh, and it, pr- it should be, then uh, go with a card that allows you to choose you know, your payment due date and do so accordingly, but but you know you got to know uh, you know paying online. I've done it for years. I, I love it. Not everyone, consumers, comfortable with it. Yeah. If you're going to pay by snail mail or traditional mail, you know I would advise you to make that payment as soon as you literally as soon as you get that bill in the mail. But uh, they've I also like been putting, go in putting the morning. The, go ahead, Jordan. I'm sorry. P- putting the places where you mail
2: snail mail further and further away. So as I understand, it, people on the west coast are getting mailing address on the East Coast, people on the East Coast are getting addresses on the West Coast, so that they have more of a chance of mail delays and therefore lateness and, and jacking up the rates, that kind of thing. Yeah,
3: you know, there's all kinds of things like that that, um, are go, that go on, and, and online bill paying, to me, is a way to avoid all that kind of mess. Uh, yes. Because more and more of these card issuers these days, if you post that payment in the morning, it'll be credited the same day. Usually, you know, they, they'll typically have like a 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time cutoff, but... You get it posted in the morning, you're going to get it credited. And so I've never, and I have, I still have used a few different credit cards today, and I've never had problems over the years. And, and our consumers on our message board um, on CreditCardPerks.com, they they love paying their bills online. So I, I think that that's uh, one way to handle that. But yeah, you've got to be careful about these things. You've got to understand what their payment policies are. And and you know, issuers now these days are charging you to pay over the phone a hmm. uh, pretty steep fee, you know, it could be 25 bucks or more. And so that's another thing you got to watch out for. You know, if you slip up to on your payment due date and you think, well, hey, I'll just call them and make a payment on their phone, that is an option normally, but they will typically ding you with a pretty steep fee for that privilege. And the late fees have gone up dramatically. What are late fees averaging these days? You know, uh, more and more issuers are going to a tiered-based uh, fee structure on late fees, so what that simply means is that depending on your balance, the higher balance you have, the higher fee you'll get dinged with. Uh, late fees are up to thirty-nine dollars, and and typically, if uh, here's how they'll break it down: they'll say if your balance is below five hundred dollars, you know your late fee may only be fifteen nineteen dollars. But as soon as your balance gets above five hundred, which isn't a, a very big balance, Jordan, <laughs> right? As soon as it gets above that, you know you'll get the higher fee. Um, so I guess that's better than just a blanket thirty-nine dollar fee policy, but it's still again five hundred dollars is, is not a, a very big balance. So, and there's some
2: that are higher than thirty-nine dollars, right? As far as late fees.
3: Well, we, you know we're uh, the ones that we mainly look at are, are in that range. Some are not as high. The, the smaller banks are uh, are not as high. Uh, there's Simmons Bank here in Arkansas that um, has been you know consumer friendly for many years. Had that reputation. And I think their late fees, uh, around nineteen bucks, is all. Mm-hmm. I'll double check on that while we're on the, the line. But uh, yeah, so your, your credit unions, your smaller banks, typically, you know, are not going to ding you with as, as high a fees. But your major card issuers, which, quite frankly, Jordan, uh, here's a secret you can share with your listeners: eighty uh, percent of all cards out there are issued by just five banks.
2: Yeah, <laughs> there's been a huge so, consolidation in the business. Yeah, too. huge consolidation. So yeah. Very good. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Uh, This, again, is Jordan Goodman, your host. And my guest this hour is Curtis Arnold, uh, who is the president of Card Ratings. Uh, It's a website you can get at at creditcardperks.com. And after the break, we're going to talk about all kinds of other things you need to know about uh, getting the best deals from credit cards. We'll be back after this.
0: Line in business. Voice America business.
3: Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for the Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart. Grow profit. And grow your business with Aldana Ambler and the Grow Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Important
4: that you, have- you hear business and- show after business show all geared towards improving a company's bottom line. But what about your bottom line? How come no one ever talks about that? Finally, a show dedicated to the worker, The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, The Work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, The Crow Show is aimed specifically at the worker and their environment. From work skills and technology to dealing with bosses and coworkers, The Crow Show will give you insight on how to survive and prosper in today's workplace. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, The Work Wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business.
1: both their products and services are invited to become members of the money answers network the public can sign up for membership in the money answers network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources to learn more visit www.moneyanswers.com get ahead with money answers
0: the internet's only all business and financial radio network voice of america business
1: You've been listening to the Money Answer show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
2: Welcome back to the Money Answer show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Curtis Arnold, who's the president of Card Ratings, a website that you can find out about at creditcardperks.com. Uh and indeed there's all kinds of things going on in the credit card business we want to talk about. There are some new proposals, apparently, Curtis, uh, from the Federal Reserve uh, to make it clear to consumers and avoid various tricks for the credit card companies. Just tell us briefly what some of these proposals are that are now open for
3: public comment. Yeah, I think it's important. I think um, your listeners, uh, if they're concerned about their their credit cards and some of these uh, what I view as as unfair practices, uh, then they need to make comment. You can do that on the Federal Reserve website through a link on our site. But basically, what you have is uh, several proposals uh, that the Federal Reserve is making to address uh, some of the most uh, what they view egregious uh, activities of the card industry. Um, now, a lot of this has to do with disclosure, uh, giving more disclosure, and I think uh, I think that's good. I think you know the more disclosure you have, the better. But at some point, you know, you have to think, well, this is overkill because you get your typical credit card agreement in the mail, cardholder agreement, when you first get a card and it's usually about, uh, what about 20-30 pages of a very tiny type that most lawyers can't understand so you know disclosure in and of itself is not the answer but what they're proposing is that some of this fine print, very small font, uh, be increased the font size. They're proposing that some of the most important terms uh, be in boldface so they stand out more on your statement they're proposing that, um, you know, there's more disclosure about how your payments are um, applied. Uh, right now, Jordan, typically when you make a credit card payment, if let's say you're taking advantage of a uh, 0% balance transfer offer, and then you go out and use that card for a, uh, to make a purchase, well, if you make a payment in your next month's uh, billing statement, your payments invariably will be applied to the uh, highest interest rate. So they'll split you off. You'll have a 0% rate on your balance transfer balance and then the purchase you made, let's say you went out and bought a $500 sofa, then that purchase you made will uh, be subject to the normal purchase APR. Well, your payment will be applied to the uh, higher interest rate, uh, excuse me, lower interest rate first, which is the mm-hmm. 0%. Meanwhile, your uh, SOFA continues to accumulate interest at the normal 16%, 17%, 18% interest rate. So they're proposing that 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 be looked at and that payments be applied to the highest rates first instead of the lowest rates, which is the way they have been. Various things like that that a lot of consumers aren't aware of. One of the most significant things that I think, though, is being proposed is right now, if a card issuer wants to change your interest rate and jack it up for whatever reason, they can do so with as little as 15 days written notice. In fact, uh, sometimes they don't have to give you any written notice depending on your, you know, terms and conditions of a credit card. They're proposing that any interest rate changes be given, that a consumer be given at least 45 days written notice of any upcoming interest rate changes. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a, uh, a pretty huge step. I mean, it, so it's not just them doing window dressing in my opinion. Well, I assume There's, the banks would be opposing all of this. Well, the banks, for the most part, are are, are supportive, uh, at least in public, of most of these measures. Although a few of them, like the 45-day written notice, um, they're not really happy about. In general, um, but they've been the banks are uh, credit card issuers are under a lot of spotlight uh, as of late, particularly this year. You've got you know several different Senate hearings that have been going on that have focused on the card industry. So they're trying to um, put their you know best foot forward and. Uh, there have, they have made some uh, changes uh, on a volunteer basis. Um, without uh, Basically, Senator Dodd said that you, know, you as a card issuer, you need to uh, get, an, get your act together and, and stop nickel and diamond consumers and stop all these uh, you know, unfair practices, and I'm going to give you a few months to do so. And, and so we have seen some self-policing in the card industry, which is, I think, a good thing. So I think overall it's, it's all good. It's, it's, a, it's good for consumers. Um, there's been very little regulation of this industry for many years, and so I think any step in that direction is a good step. Um, I don't think the industry should be over-regulated. Uh, no. we, we deal with a free enterprise economy, Jordan, as you well know. Yeah. And so I think competition is uh, the consumer's best friend. And that's really what our website's based on. We're trying to disclose who's got the best rates, who's got the most aggressive uh, reward credit card offers. And so we feel like competition has been the one thing that has kept this industry in check. And Although, as you say,
2: there's been a lot of consolidation, and there is less
3: competition with five issuers issuing 80% of the cards. They well, compete with each does, other,
2: but there's a lot fewer of them than there used yeah. to be, for sure.
3: Yeah, that does work against, uh, in terms of competition, but there's still a lot of competition out there, Jordan. It's still, yeah. still very much so. So we feel that that... Is really what should you know ultimately protect consumers, and by using a website like ours, an organization, you know these these credit card companies, you know they we're going to rate the best card on this different criteria, and they're going to lose business um, if if their card is is not rated highly on our site, for example, and so they're looking with these federal guidelines, they're they're, they're changing, and so I, I I'm encouraged. Whether any of this will actually become law is, is debatable, but I, th- I think some of it eventually will go through because there's enough momentum right now, and, and so I'm encouraged.
2: And again, Curtis's uh, website address is creditcardperks.com. P-E-R-K-S, uh, I want to mention uh, universal default uh, clauses. Uh, this is a lot of consumers may not be aware, but if you are late or reported to be late by 30 days or more uh, to the credit bureau, on it doesn't even have to be a credit card; it could be a utility bill or a phone bill or anything else then your credit card companies have the right to uh, jack up your rates to very high uh, rates. Is this becoming more prevalent, and what is going on in the whole universal default area?
3: Well, it's uh, certainly got more media attention um, this year than it ever has before, but still yet most consumers aren't aware of it. But you're right. I mean, basically, um, you're late on another card or, or any other credit or even a utility bill, if uh, in and in at its pinnacle, about uh, half the card issuers were practicing this or had this clause that's kind of hard coded in your hard cardholder agreement. The initial cardholder agreement you'll get in the mail when you get a card, and it's it's quite confusing. But we have seen uh, again some self policing. Um, Citibank earlier this year said that they would no longer you know increase your rate at any time for any reason. Which is a form of universal default. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said they're going to stop that. And so we have seen some positive movement. However, uh, universal default has more than one form, and you know the consumers that are aware of it generally think, well, hey, as long as I'm not late with another credit card company, I'm fine. Well, in fact, you're not. Uh, that's not totally true because. The card a card issuer may have stopped universal default the clause and they, they may have banned it. And in fact, New York State, I believe, um, uh, passed legislation not too long ago to ban it on cards issued in New York State. Problem there, Jordan, is most credit cards aren't issued in New York State. So right. <laughs> it didn't have a lot of teeth to it. I'd like to see South Dakota do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but anyway, so my point being is, you, you ask them now if they practice universal default more and more issuers will say no because they know it's got a lot of negative press and, and they, don't, they don't want to be associated with that kind of a consumer uh, prac- unfriendly practice but then you ask them more pointed questions uh, which one of our reporters did um, not too long ago with an article that we posted and that is if you, you ask them well do you pull the credit of your customers on a regular basis they will invariably say yes and then you ask them further Question two: if, there, if a credit score or if a, the credit score of one of your customers falls, do you then uh, have the right to j- increase their interest rate? And their answer thus far, the ones I've asked, is yes. Mm. And so, what happens, Jordan, if you're late with another credit card company over 30 days or another creditor? What happens to your credit score typically? It's going to fall. I mean, your, <laughs> your credit score is not going to increase if you're late, you know, 30 days or more with a creditor. And so if they see that credit score falling, they may not jack your rate up just because you've been late with another credit card company, but if they see as a result your credit score falling, which invariably does, although granted credit scores are pretty complicated, but late payments are are part of anyone's credit score, then they do reserve the right to increase your rate. So basically what I'm trying to say is You've got to. It's not just a matter of you being late with another credit card company. If your credit score falls, you've really got to keep, you know, track of your credit score and keep on top of your credit. Use credit responsibly. You're vulnerable if that. You know, if they see a sudden, you know, you know, pretty deep drop in your score.
2: You're and the score can go down not just because of uh,
3: late payment, but because you've taken on too much debt or. Yeah, several things. Other uh, again, things, right. credit scores are pretty complicated. Our, uh, the forum on creditcardperks.com talks a lot about uh, one of our most popular uh, parts of that forum is on credit scores, credit reports. But you yeah. need to know your score, Jordan, and you need to know what factors influence that score. And the good news is that consumers today, uh, albeit for a nominal charge, they can get their uh, credit score. Uh, it's usually about 10 bucks or so. Uh, what service do you recommend for people to get a good credit score? Well, the uh, Fair Isaac is the Cadillac of the industry, mm-hmm. uh, and so you can go link to them through uh, com. Mm-hmm. We've got a few credit uh, free credit score offers. Again, you typically have to pay about 10 bucks or so for your score, but we've got a few that offer you know uh, a free score for 30 days and let you try out their service and if you don't like it. And we've been running those offers for years and have had... Uh, very few complaints. Um, so, in fact, I've done that personally. Uh, you're under no obligation, but if you continue beyond 30 days, they will start charging you a uh, what they call monthly monitoring
2: fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so you think uh, it's a good idea to monitor your credit on an ongoing basis? Well, maybe?
3: I don't think you should do it, you know, every day like some people on our forum do. But I think uh, once a year or so, particularly if you're getting ready to apply for a loan, a mortgage, um, these kind of things, or even a credit card. Uh, know where your credit score is because uh, it really empowers you as a consumer. If you know your score is in the 700-plus range, particularly 720, as a FICO score, uh, which, again, they're the kind of the Cadillac of the industry, then you're in the driver's seat, and you're going to get typically the best rates. You're not going to be as vulnerable to all these, again, we were talking about tightening earlier in the industry. Um, you're not going to be as vulnerable to rate increases. Yeah. to uh, credit lines being decreased. That's another thing we've seen as of late. Some consumers are complaining about their credit lines being decreased. Yeah. So that's going on. But again, if you manage your credit proactively, you're less immune to these kind of changes. Very good. Okay, we'll be back after this. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest
2: this hour is Curtis Arnold of Card Ratings. Uh, the website, again, is creditcardperks.com. And we'll get into a lot more tricks, the credit card companies, on how to get the best deals after this. We'll be
0: Sign in business. Voice America business.
1: Know how to activate that switch, and so can you. The winner's attitude with Jeff and Val G. Broadcast each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The winner's attitude. Switch me on.
0: The bottom line in business. Voice America Business.
1: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
2: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. Your host here is Jordan Goodman, and my guest this hour is Curtis Arnold, who's the president of Card Ratings. His website is creditcardperks.com. And, Curtis, let's get into some of the specific kinds of cards and how to get the best deals in these particular areas. Um, one of them you have on your website is uh, 0% or low introductory rate cards. Now, there are a lot of these out there. You're saying that they're, they're getting trickier to, to uh, take a look at. What, what are some things people should look for uh, in surfing around between these 0% and low introductory rate offers?
3: Well, the, the big news item on, on these introductory uh, balance transfer offers is fees. Uh, we've seen fees just in the last few months go up, in worst case scenario, 3 to 400% whereby an issuer will suddenly eliminate the cap on a balance transfer fee. What I mean by that is typically in the past if you did a 0% offer for 12 months, let's say you let's say you had $5,000 balance on credit card A that was, you know, 18% interest, you got one of these 0% offers in the mail for 12 months. You jumped on it thinking you could save a lot of money. And they uh, charge you a fee, but they capped it traditionally in the past at 50 to $75. So the most, and typically the fee they'll charge you, Jordan, is 3%, although we've seen that increase to, to 4 and 5%, but it's still generally 3%. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to do the math on that. And uh, so you take 3% times uh, $5,000, and you'll get a $150 fee, if I'm doing my math correctly. But in the past, they capped it at like $50, 75 bucks. Yeah. Now, a few of these issuers, and again, this is not across the board, but we're seeing it on on different offers, have eliminated the cap on these fees. And so suddenly, instead of paying you know $50, 75 dollars on a five thousand dollars transfer, you're paying one hundred and fifty bucks on a ten thousand dollars transfer. You're paying three hundred bucks, Jordan. Yeah.
2: So you have some on your website that do, uh, still
3: limit the fee to fifty and seventy-five dollars. Yeah, we do. In fact, we do have a. There are still a very few offers out there, and we've got a couple listed on, on uh, our site too that actually have no tr- transfer fees. But those are fewer and far between. But go with one if you can't find one without fees. Again, get on our website and the comparison shop. But if you can't find one without fees, then go with one that's you know got a fifty to seventy-five dollar cap on it. That's in your best interest. Now, it doesn't really affect you if you're only transferring a a small balance, let's say a thousand dollars, because three percent of a thousand dollars is just thirty bucks. Yeah. So the higher uh, higher balance transfers really makes a difference. Yeah, it does. And so you've got to really you know do the math on it. You may end up uh, if you got you know seven thousand five hundred, ten thousand dollars, and they hit you with a you know a three hundred dollar fee, you may end up losing money on the deal. Yeah. and go in the hole. It it can happen quickly. Now, so, the next kind I wanted to mention is the cashback uh, card. Yeah, cashback, sure. And that's what, very has proper. Has that been getting more generous or less generous? Well, you know, the trend has been in the last year or so to scale back uh, some some tightening, but we've still got some very aggressive... Uh, Cashback offers on the site, uh, the, the card issuers. It's a very saturated market, and although there's been consolidation, it's still very competitive. So that works in consumers' best interests, and, and invariably, in the many years tracking this industry, I'm always amazed how these issuers will try to one-up each other. You know, if someone comes out with 5% back on gas then the, you know, the other issuer is going to come back and say, well, hey, we got a new card, 5% back on gas and grocery purchases. Mm-hmm. And so that all, that all works good. But but kind of know um, going into these, you don't want to carry a balance, obviously, because interest rates are usually a little bit higher. But uh, assuming you're paying that balance off in full, look for cashback cards that maximize your spending habits. And what I mean by that is if you spend um, a lot of money on gas every month, which uh, if you're in New York City, maybe you take the subway, it doesn't apply. But if you spend you know, a lot on gas, commuting every day, back and forth to work, then go with a car that offers you an enhanced or increased rebate f- just for gas purchases. There's several yes. out there. So that that is 5% or what's the highest you can get on, on a gasoline Well, uh, They go they're generally 2 to 3%, but a few do go up to 5%. The one I have in my wallet, uh, Blue Cash from American Express, it does. Once I now, this is a caveat. You got to spend sixty five hundred dollars on that card on an annual basis. After I spent that sixty five hundred dollars, which my wife and I, we've got five kids, so we tend to spend <laughs> sixty five hundred pretty quickly. But uh, once we've spent sixty five hundred, which is usually by month two, then we're, the rest of the year we're getting five percent on our gas with no cap. So watch the caps, too. Uh, you know, that's something to consider, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at expiration dates. But we try to do all this for you uh, when we're doing our rating of a card. We're thinking through all these things, uh, doing the homework for you. Okay, the next
2: one would be airline cards. Uh, what's the, the trend there as far as frequent flyer miles on, on cards?
3: Well, I've never been a big fan of these airline cards. They're kind of the dinosaurs of the uh, reward credit card market. But, uh, having said that, you know, some of them, particularly those branded with airlines, still have pretty steep fees of 80 bucks or more. Uh, some that are not branded with airlines, which I, we call the generic, uh, airline bank reward cards. Their fees are much more nominal. Some even no fee, but most of them do have fees, and that's one of the reasons I'm not a big fan. But you've got with, oh geez, just so many, uh, hoops you have to go through redeeming these, uh, the points and miles on these cards. And having said all that though, um, you can still find some good deals. A coworker of mine, for example, just signed up for a Delta card from American Express. He got $25,000 miles for signing up for the card, and then they threw in, Jordan, a free companion ticket. Mm-hmm. So he ends up, and they waived the fee for the first year. He ends up flying, he and his wife, up to New York from Arkansas for free on their dime just for signing up for a credit card, which I was I was impressed. I was like, yes, we practice what we preach. <laughs> That's but, um, yeah, that, but in general,
2: are, you're saying because they, they've limited, there's only one airline associated with one card, they can get away with charging an annual fee because they kind of have a monopoly on those particular
3: airlines. That's the way it works. Well, yeah, to a degree. I mean, uh, the you got these generic bank cards, what you got to watch out for is the miles you earn on these cards. In other words, for every dollar you spend, you typically earn a mile. Uh, with these generic cards that aren't branded with any particular airline, you usually cannot combine those miles earned on that card with your existing frequent fire miles that you may have with your you know frequent mm-hmm. fire account with Delta or American Airlines, yep. so that's the big drawback there. So you've got to, you know, if you're a frequent traveler, you charge quite a bit on these cards. They can make sense, but in general, uh, when we do the math, at least we find that the cashback cards generally you get more bang for your buck because you know when you factor in the fees and the the headache of some of these cards, uh, which is you know time is money kind of deal. Um, it's these cashback cards are much simpler; they're much more straightforward. You, some of these you get automatic credits, which is the best uh, choice, You know where you don't have to even worry about going online or making a phone call to redeem your uh, cash back points. You, know, you get a check in the mail automatically, or more often you'll get a credit automatically uh, to your account, which is the way I do with the American Express Blue Cash yeah. Card. So make it as automated as possible. I like the KISS methods, uh, Jordan, keep it simple, stupid, and that applies with reward cards in my uh, opinion as well.
2: Uh, the next one would be low-rate cards. Now, these are not 0%, but these are cards that have much lower than the typical rate. Uh, often Arkansas has been the, the headquarters for those. What's the trend now in low-rate cards?
3: Well, I'm beloved state of Arkansas, which is where we're headquartered and grew up. Uh, yeah, they still have uh, you know the lowest rates in the country, pretty much. Simmons Bank, 7.25%. Pulaski Bank, which actually is um, part of Iberia, they've got a, a new card that, that's 7.25% and up. But, uh, yeah, the, you can still find great ongoing rates if you don't want to mess with those teaser rates. If you're just looking for a plain-Jane vanilla credit card with a great rate, they're still out there. There tend to be smaller banks, uh, credit unions. Take a look at those. Yeah. Average credit union rates are, are lower than bank rates.
4: Uh, there's okay. still some jewels
3: out there. Terrific. Okay, unfortunately, we've had a very fascinating hour. Uh, this has been uh, Jordan Goodman
2: with Curtis Arnold of uh his website is Card Ratings at perks, com. All kinds of ways to get terrific deals uh, on the credit cards. So really want to appreciate your coming on the show, Curtis, and I'm sure the listeners have learned a lot and saved a lot on their credit cards.
3: Thanks, Thanks for having me, Jordan. Appreciate it.
2: Thanks again, and we'll be back again next week.